0: 720 WGN, it seems like there will be weeks where every topic that everyone talks about in the news is about the migrants. And then they're forgotten about a bit, and then it pops back into the news. But what has stayed consistent is the amount of people who volunteer their time to help the migrants who are arriving in Chicago. Tim Noonan is a volunteer leader on the South Side. And Tim, how long have you been giving your time and your energy to helping migrants who are arriving in Chicago?
1: Uh, hi, Lisa, and thanks so much for inviting me. Um, we've been working with the migrants for, uh, geez, probably about a month or two now. Uh, we've been working with them, uh, you know, in, in the meeting them at the police stations and making sure that they are uh, have what they need to be treated as a fellow human being. Um, so, yeah, so we, we've been working with them about two months now.
0: And is it with an official organization, or is it just a group of folks from the South Side who want to take care of these people?
1: Uh, well, we started a, a group called the 19th Ward Mutual Aid back during the pandemic. Uh, and during that time, we were able to provide food for over 20,000 people during, uh, during uh, about a year and a half's time. So we had the infrastructure already built, so it was a natural fit for our organization to be able to address the needs of uh, our newest neighbors.
0: And what is the response like when you interact or you create a friendship with folks who are arriving in Chicago? What has that experience been like?
1: Uh, it's been wonderful. Um, I'm first generation. Uh, both of my parents came from Ireland, uh, so I'm very sympathetic to the to the, the idea of many of our, our not many of us have not have been not uh, born here or not. Uh, Originated from the United States. So I, there is an immigrant experience that is throughout all of us. So I've had a really uh, enlightening and, and wonderful experience with our neighbors, even though they don't speak Spanish. Uh, certainly we have an understanding as, um, as humans, you know.
0: Right, absolutely. Okay, well, I have read that volunteers are disappointed this week, not only by the lackluster city response, but be, because they haven't had access to help. Tell me what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's uh, thanks, Lisa, bringing that up. Um, there, we have not really got a lot of insight into what's going on um, the the there really hasn't been a lot of transparency in regards to when people show up uh, we don't we have uh, people showing showing up at the police station and we're trying to help them out now they're going through the process of trying to move people from the police station to respite centers uh, where you'll see in throughout Chicago you'll have the police stations and there's people staying in the lobby which is you know very difficult not only for the people that are there and for the community But also for the police are trying to conduct their business without, you know, with a with a bunch of people camping in their in their uh, lobbies. So uh, for, you know, it's just uh, the city's response. And I think it's a a holdover from of the lack of planning uh, prior to this, that that we're trying to kind of. Play catch up now. So there are these respite centers uh, that people move from police station to the respite centers. The respite centers are these, uh, like Wright College or Daily, and several other throughout the city, and they're kind of like a black box that the community does not have any insight to, to anybody in there, does not have an opportunity to feed or to clothe uh, people. There is many people that come to uh, our our town or our police stations too that are, that, that are like are sick. Uh, they have had, um, issues with, uh, you know, some bronchial issues or some issues in regards to that, that they come to on their, um, on the journey. So I think that there's a lot of, um, and opportunities for to try to help our neighbors and by helping our neighbors or by helping our uh the asylum seekers that we're actually helping ourselves because if we're interacting with the asylum seekers we also need to be careful and protect ourselves in that manner
0: right tim noonan is with us so there was a meeting on monday night were you there did you attempt to attend
1: yes i was there yes uh what we heard um was that the, uh, they are trying to basically build the plane as they're flying it. There is um, a lot of uh, questions that have been came up and that they were um, not they were addressed, but not answered. There was a lot of a uh, question about um, how do we how the process is working? Uh, how do we have any insight into be able to how can we help uh, our are not only our, 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 new, our the asylum seekers, but also the people that are helping out them and, and have our infrastructure built out because we're not we're not a city department. We're a community. We're a community trying to help people to uh, to come in, You know, are coming into this uh, to our neighborhoods because we are we're the host uh, to our neighborhood and we treat them as guests as anybody would. So what we try we we do is we want to make sure. Well, let's get back to your question. Uh, in regards to. Yeah, no, no, I didn't mean to go off. I mean, I, it, it's. Uh, go ahead,
0: sorry. No, no, I, I, I appreciate your passion about this. A lot of people went to the meeting and they felt like they don't know where the $51 million is going to go. What I don't understand is volunteer hours are very crucial in operating any type of organization. And I get these are city shelters and they probably don't allow non working people in there but you would think that they would take any assistance that they could get so that they can make those dollars that are allocated to help the migrants they they can make them go further with help's of help from people like you and groups like yours and what i read this week was that the migrants are saying the limited access people have to them is that it was actually Better in the police stations because they're eating moldy food and they're not as um, as accommodating in these shelters as they were in the police stations, which seems opposite of what I would think.
1: You, you would think that, but I think that's a testament to our communities that are in these police stations, and, and that that we were able to uh, that we treat them as humans. And actually, in the same sense, that if it wasn't for the migrants being in the police stations, the community wouldn't know what's going on at all, and we wouldn't maybe even have another conversation because we would it would be a black box, and we we just wouldn't know. So, in a certain sense. It's good that we actually see, um, that, that the, the migrants are in our community and that we be, we're able to put a face and a name and, you know, see families, young families here. But, uh, but in the same sense, the, the, the respite centers, um, are, they're, they're just, you can't get in there. There's, there's people lined up, um, like we, we had, we provide a lot of times, uh, air mattresses for people. When they were picked up to be brought to the, uh, respite centers, they couldn't bring them because there just wasn't enough space for people who were laying side by side by side by side. So they're, they're very medieval in regards to, uh, what, what you would expect them to be. But in regards to the meeting, um, we expected to hear that there was a plan, that the plan was, uh, set and we, we're, this is the start and we're going to see the arc of that plan to move forward, which we didn't. So that's, I think, maybe it was the expectations where we were expecting to the, this to be a, a little bit more fully formed, but it, was, um, it wasn't. was So right. and, and with the partnership in regards to community groups, such as the 19th Ward Mutual Aid, which one we run, um, we were if we're looking for a partnership, we'd expect it to be an equal measure where we would have insight of what they have planned to do rather than finding out You know, as it happens.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Tim. If people want to reach out to the 19th Ward Mutual Aid Group, which you're a part of, to pitch in in any way possible, contact you through social
1: media or do you have a website? Uh, Yes, we have a website. 19aid.com. Uh, my email address is info at 19aid.com. Uh, we have, uh, social media is the 19th War Mutual Aid Group on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, so those are the ways to, to contact us and, uh, and if we could, you know, let us give us any ideas or be able to sort of support us in any way to be able to help our neighbors, uh, then, then that's what we'll do. We also try to make sure that we invite the community as well, as well, because w- there has been issues in regards uh, discussions about people saying that the, the, the right. migrants are being handled one way in the community, another, we try to merge them both.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Steve's news right. is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. On air, online. we